Chapter 38 Dungeon Entrance We had been delayed days while I crafted and then mastered the technique to use Cryonax Aura effectively, but the results were worth the time spent. Cryonax Aura worked where Belros Aura hadn't. It perfectly managed to diffuse and destroy the formation of rays that had been placed in our path. I felt some remorse that the path I created resulted in the forced hibernation or complete destruction and death of anything the aura touched. There may have been other methods to circumvent the maze. I even wondered briefly after I was most of the way through the trap if C could use magic to fly. It may have been my childlike wonder and delight at the marvels of superheroes, but that didn't make the question any less valid. There probably was some technology, skill, or magic that made the ability to fly possible. C were intricately tied to nature's aspects. In fact, I even had spells that were related to air. Was it possible I could have used the spell air, gale force, to blast myself into the air and completely ignore the maze? Possibly. But that wouldn't have worked for the rest of those traveling with me. I did plan on giving that a try at some point. It seemed certain that controlled blasts at the ground using gale force winds would allow for flight. It worked in comics. The worst that would happen while experimenting with this method of flight might be a broken bone or two. I wasn't too concerned about taking damage. Trying something like this was simply too alluring not to make the attempt. My regen and healing magic would certainly repair anything that might need to be fixed. After all, the ability to fly was worth just about any hardship. I knew there were species of sea that were born with the natural ability to fly, and had high air affinity. It was one of the reasons the sea hadn't bothered researching flying craft, at least for cargo and transportation. The sealy were unwilling to linger in those domains where they were not clearly superior. It would take even the smallest night flyer only seconds to destroy any aircraft that could be constructed. The crystal mine was well camouflaged, an outcropping and stone formation, a sheer cliff, and a path so steep that mounts had to be tethered at the top of the cliff, left with a guard and the only stable hand we had accompanying us. As we descended, a path that even mountain goats might find treacherous opened before us. Loose rocks and scruff sage brush type vegetation cutting and snagging skin and clothing. I laughed to myself at the thought that if I slipped and fell, I might be giving that flying experiment a go much sooner than I realized. Fortunately, someone had established and anchored a rope path for those braving the descent. Rustic, the rope had knots at evenly spaced intervals to allow firmer grips and allowed us to navigate more effectively during the most treacherous expanses. Using the rope handrails, we traversed the narrow winding paths, slowly. Honestly, it would have been faster to rappel down the side of the cliff if we had known to bring that type of equipment. I had no background in geology, so I was unable to identify the type of rock or sediment the strata that was exposed was created with. I knew what lava was, and that the planet crust was layered. 
but that was the limit of my knowledge. There were clear and obvious delineations and layers as we negotiated the path. Layers that marked the passage of time as wind and water had weathered the exposed stone. The canyon narrowed at the bottom of the cliff, more a scar cut into the earth than a rift between land masses. The canyon floor barely measured a mile wide and over half that distance deep. The path leading from the top before widening and opening onto a platform, a system that was bisected by a waterfall that spilled and established the head of the tributary that flowed to the Kelpies Lake. The waterway explained how the Kelpies had found the caves, although it seems strange that they would have bothered to explore this far from their colony. It was isolated. Perhaps that was why they made the journey. The pounding sounds of water as the waterfall roared to announce the passage of millions of gallons of water. The spray and fog as water particles vaporized was augmented by a deep and abiding magical energy that made this area more. I thought it was more likely this confluence of magical energy was the more likely reason the Kelpie had investigated this far. Most of the cave system was hidden behind the roaring waterfall. If we hadn't known what we were searching for, we might have ignored the slight depression and path that allowed an individual to bypass the falls. Thriving lichen and moss allowed for handholds, while a narrow ledge allowed the party to navigate and pass behind the falls in a single file. Once we had slipped past the roaring noise and spraying mist of the falls, the opening expanded dramatically. Light crystals had been placed strategically to illuminate the entrance, causing the water vapor to create dancing rainbows as the light was refracted and dispersed. As we began our descent into the cave system, I expanded my perception. Surprisingly, there had been no guards at the entrance or at the top of the rift. Granted, this cave system was isolated, but there should have been people stationed to give warning, if for no other reason than the wild animals that might gather in the area. It didn't matter how far I stretched my perception, I was unable to detect any life signs greater than small insects and arachnids. There were obvious signs the cave system had been modified to make pathways easier and lighting more efficient. Crystal light arrays were spaced evenly, illuminating even the most obscure shadows. While the trail had been cleared of debris and formed, a slope had been hewed and widened to allow passage to occur up and down the path at the same time. Irvin, I said, when we'd spent almost half an hour searching for people with no result. Contact your father and find out if the herd knows what is going on with the people that should be stationed here. Irvin was quick to find out that Duke Adoin and Blaine recalled everyone that had been stationed at the mine and dungeon. Those people stationed here had abandoned tools and gear in their rush to comply. Irvin was informed that Adoin's people would be here within the next couple of days to claim the mine, assess the impact mining the selenium would have on the environment, and determine how or if to harvest the dungeon for resources. That made sense. The mine really had nothing to do with me. If there hadn't been reports of enslavement and a knocker community, and Duchess being held captive, 
I wouldn't have modified my travel itinerary to investigate in the first place. It did cause me to pause in skepticism. If everyone had been recalled, who was guarding any knocker captives? Where is the dungeon entrance? I asked our guide, choosing to ignore the question and continue our investigation. We are almost there, your highness, he replied. Our destination eventually began to expand, branching paths and deeper tunnels being ignored as we continued to follow the main avenue. The large selenium geode to the right opens to a path that leads directly to the dungeon opening, our guide said, leading us unerringly through the catacombs and mining channels. The geode was impossible to miss, easily 20 feet tall, the base encased in igneous and sedimentary rock. The metal refracted light as efficiently as any diamond or gemstone, facets and surface scoured and formed by water in the same manner as stalactites and stalactites. Most notably, the metal deposit was affecting the ambient magic and small ley lines that were spiraling down the cave system, drawing the energy in and supercharging it somehow. The process seemed to take the energies from the ley lines, circle them, and then disperse the collected energies, increasing the ambient magic exponentially. The results were reminiscent of a thunderstorm, an ozone smell in the air, and an electrical charge that caused the fine hairs on your body to stand. As particles were continually cycled, they would invariably collide, giving rise to those electrical charges. Carrot, is it supposed to do that? I asked. Selenium can only be found within the path of ley lines. One of the reasons the metal is so valuable is its conductive and enhancing properties. It can absorb magical energy and ionize it, releasing processed and filtered condensed particles that enhance other environmental elements. Earth, air, and water aspects are especially adept at refining those charged particles and increasing their effectiveness. People, plants, and animals are able to absorb this refined magic, evolving and growing substantially faster than those of the same species without access. It is one of the reasons why selenium is tightly regulated. To mine these deposits could have a long-lasting ecological impact on the area, and since there is flowing water within range, that sphere of influence of this selenium deposit could be massive. The water, that waterfall is collecting and dispersing the refined energies. Why would anyone want to mine selenium if the benefits to the environment are so large? Imagine focusing those attributes on a microscopic level in array and rune crafting. Planetary portals can be created using lesser metals. Silver works well. But when you consider the distance between planets and solar systems, these lesser metals simply don't work as well. Selenium has one other unique feature. It retains a kind of memory, a resonance with the deposit that it's mined from. These like-charged deposits vibrate and synchronize in a harmonious blend that allows the exact same magic variables to be isolated and duplicated. A chain of portals can be linked, with access restricted to only those other portals that contain the same selenium magical signature. 
if it doesn't matter how the metal is worked or formed, it retains the characteristics that it absorbed as it was formed, a kind of polarity, and always recognises similar polarised metal that has been extracted from the same deposit. Selenium's ability to store, process, and release purified mana allows for a measurable upgrade in distance and efficiency. Raw selenium and the mining of the metal are restricted for the most part. What selenium is harvested has been restricted to portal technology. This geode is immense, at least five or six hundred tons of material, just in metals that can be observed. Certainly, there has been much research done to test at what rate removal is possible without impacting the surroundings, I wondered. There have been. It is safe to remove 5% of any selenium deposit. One of the interesting benefits of this kind of metal farming is the ability of the selenium to restore and replace those metals that are removed. Masterclass miners have theorized that the magics absorbed from the ley lines are not only purified and released, but contribute to the growth and production of selenium itself. There have been a few people mostly considered pseudo-academics that have theorized that selenium is a life form. The gods have never validated or denied this claim, so it crops up occasionally. Conspiracy theories have even bandied the idea that the metal was essentially in the evolution and creation of C. But C know that their evolution was a product of divine will. We have communed with our gods. Our creation histories are not myth, but fact. Accounts shared with us by the very gods who spread forth their hands and created the Tuatha de Dinan in their likeness. Then, how do they explain the metal appearing on other planets? Why did C evolve only on Talum? Selenium has never been discovered on any other planet. It is unique to this world. It is the one export that even the Planetary Council refused to restrict. If selenium can only be found on Talum, how did the other pantheons construct portal systems? Inefficiently, they had to use a network of stepping stones. Portals using silver would be constructed on platforms that were transported to set locations to act as relays and anchors. These relays allowed for a sequence of hops to be linked, allowing transportation to occur. Each platform had the ability to broadcast and teleport between each other, their reach on average over a distance of one light year. But the cost and the sheer number of relay stations required to link systems together is problematic. That's why selenium is so valued, and why Hagen might have been motivated to break trust with Duke Adoin. Profit and power can turn even the most honest man corrupt. I don't see any tool marks. Nothing to suggest this node has been mined, I said aloud, not sure if anyone else might have insight into why that might be. There wouldn't be, unless the intention was to destroy the mine, Lauren explained. This is a main selenium node hub. It has branching routes that open into lesser geodeposits. It is those lesser deposits that are probably being mined. If you mine the main node, you risk damaging the growth properties inherent in the metal. Selenium's ability to grow and restore mined ore was the impetus behind botanists 
hybridizing plants and gene manipulating them so that they would produce metals and resources, she explained. No one would risk damaging the rootstock of this vein. Not only would there be ecological consequences, but they would be destroying future financial considerations. It's easier and makes more sense to harvest the seed stock the selenium branches produce, fist-sized sproutlings that can be harvested and even transplanted to grow in other locations. The dungeon entrance should be close. They always spawn near great nexus of magic. And selenium nodes and ley lines are about as powerful a nexus as you can find on any planet, Euron informed us. Careful scouting allowed us to map out the remainder of the cave system. We found where the mining was being conducted, and an area that had been protected behind a formation to blend into the surroundings and deceive the eye. It was easily recognized and neutralized, since we knew that the dungeon existed. Once we broke the controlling array, what had been a featureless wall transformed into a passage that skirted the geode. A hall that snaked behind and led to a stabilized portal, pulsating with energy. The obvious entrance to the dungeon. As we approached the portal, the system was kind enough to supply the name of the dungeon. You are about to enter a dungeon instance. Dungeon information. CERN, the site of the Hadron Collider. Location, Earth. Geneva, Switzerland. Level zero. Proceed. Yes. No.